MailChimp presents. We all have that elder, you know, like an auntie, a friend, a parent, who drops wisdom on us and changes the course of our lives. This season, I'm talking to 15 incredible people about important moments they went through and how the elders in their lives got them through it. I'm your host, Jenny Yang, and this is Going Through It. This week, Tia Mori. I really, really do respect my ancestors because I feel like we wouldn't be where we are if it weren't for them. We wouldn't be where we are if it weren't for the choices, the decisions that they've decided to make before us. Whenever I get overwhelmed or whenever I get stressed or frustrated, I always look back to my ancestors and they give me strength. That's it. That is what this show is all about. I mean, where would we be without our ancestors? Without the people who came before us, long ago and not so long ago, who were willing to take risks, to be generous, and sow the seeds that help us thrive. Today, we are talking to Tia Mori. I know! If you're a 90s kid, you are freaking out right now. Tia is as warm and as present as she appears on TV. She attributes so much of her growth, intuition, and success to the people who came before her. Tia started her acting career as a kid, alongside her twin sister, Tamara, in Sister, Sister. And most recently, she starred in the Netflix series, Family Reunion. And she's also an author, producer, and no big deal, business owner. For all of Tia's life, her grandma was an essential member of the family. As the matriarch, grandma anchored everyone with unconditional love. That love has influenced the way that Tia has raised her own kids, Cree and Cairo. But this didn't even begin with grandma. Tia comes from a long line of strong women, including her great-grandmother, who immigrated to Miami from the Bahamas as a young girl. I got to learn a lot about her through a trip that I had taken to the Bahamas. We went to an island called Eleuthera to learn about where I'm from, to learn more about my ancestors. You know, I come from a family of immigrants as well. To hear that my great-grandmother was 14, 15 years old, left her comfort zone to come to Miami to work in the cotton fields, got on a boat, you know what I mean? That had to take a lot of strength. That had to take a lot of faith and a lot of courage. And I know that that is where I get my strength from and my courage from. And also, I thank her because if it weren't for her, then I wouldn't be where I am today. And whenever I'm like anxious or feeling insecure or just overwhelmed, I look at her and I'm like, I have her blood. I'm a part of her gene. And if she could do it, then I know that I could do it too. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about your great-grandmother being 14, 15, it occurred to me, you probably weren't that old even when you started working in the industry. Yeah. So 
you know, it sounds like your lineage is one that maybe took some risks early on, even in oh like- Oh my, it, 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 you know what I'm yes. You were a baby. And yes. I really love the parallel with your great grandmother being so it's young true. and going and, to Miami. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like maybe some people don't put those two things together. Yeah. But I really do. Yeah. I mean, so I know you've spoken a lot about your grandmother's influence. Can you tell me about her? So my grandmother, she was an incredible, strong, amazing woman of faith. And we always say she was a praying grandmother. My grandmother, she passed away a few years ago, which is really hard on the family because she's she's been with us for so long. She was almost 90 years old when she passed. And it was almost like there's no way she can. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way that she can leave us. She had such a imprint in all of our lives. So it was very important for me to introduce her to my husband now, but he was my boyfriend then. And I remember my brother, Taj, used to be a football player. And so we would always show up at his practices. And I had Corey with me, my boyfriend. And I was like, ooh, I'm so excited for you know. <laughs> my boyfriend, Corey, to meet my grandmother. You know, she's like the queen bee. She's like, you know, number one in the family. So it's like, if she approves, then you good. You straight. I walk him up to her, you know. And I remember she was sitting in this chair. And I said, Grandma, I want you to meet my boyfriend. The first thing that came out of her mouth was... You ugly. <laughs> My mouth dropped to the floor. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. What did she just do? Like, did she just call my boyfriend ugly? Like, this is the first thing that comes out of her mouth. You ugly, just like that, with the neck roll, you know, the attitude, all of that. And I looked straight to Corey and I was like, what is he gonna do? And he just laughed. He just laughed and he gave her the biggest hug. And he said, hi, Grandma. You know, nice to meet you, Grandma. <laughs> and then later on, you know, I'm, I'm petrified. I'm like mortified. Of course, I'm smiling through it all. You know what I mean? Because I know my grandmother. <laughs> and my grandmother, she later tells me, she said, you know why I did that? I did that because I test the spirit by the spirit. So what she told me she was doing was she was testing him. She was testing his spirit. She was testing to see if he was going to jump. She was testing to see if he was going to get arrogant, if he was going to have an ego, if he was going to have an attitude. And thank God he passed that damn test. <laughs> she used to have this shelf of photos. Mm. And the photos were the photos of the family. And it was her praying shelf. Yeah. And she would pray over everybody on that shelf. And I remember going to her house. She lived in Miami. Going to her house, and I saw Corey on the wall. And I was <gasps> like, he made it! <laughs> I'm imagining your grandmother seated in that chair. Can you describe her a little more? So my grandmother, she has beautiful dark skin, and sometimes she will wear wigs, right? But sometimes <laughs> she wouldn't. She would rock her um, natural gray afro, and she kept her afro like really, really short. 
But, you know, she would sit in that chair. And one thing that we loved about our grandmother, she had these arms, right? These arms that were just nice and full. And we would always play with them. I know this is so crazy and weird, but that's grandma. Grandma let you feel and touch and snuggle and kiss and hug all over her. And she had these arms that we would just, it was like a blanket. You know what I mean? (laughs) You don't get the advantage of seeing Tia grab her triceps, her upper arm, and just flapping them. But I mean, grandmas are all about just love. And she was such a woman of love. She loved everybody, you know, and she actually taught me unconditional love. And the coolest thing about my grandmother is she taught me through action. You know what I mean? It's it's not just about words, like the way that she would embrace people. She knew everybody on the block. Mm. You know what I mean? She was that grandma where everybody called her ma. Mm. Like everybody. The whole town called her ma because that was who she was as a person. She was just so full of love and non-judgmental and unconditional love. She loved everybody. And her spirit is a part of me. Yeah. And I've carried on that characteristic and I'm proud of it. I love that you say that she was all about being non-judgmental and all about love because the story you just told me was straight up. She greeted Corey with you ugly, which to me is hilarious. What do you think is the lesson for you? You know what I mean? How was that a part of her love, you know? How that was a part of her love, in my opinion, is really getting to know somebody, really caring. She really, really cared to want to see if this person was the right person for my granddaughter. She was always present. She was always a part of, always inquiring. And in my opinion, that is a part of love when you want to know. And I even see that with me being a parent now. You know what I mean? Like, When you show your kids that you care, when you ask questions, how was your day at school? How are you feeling? What are you feeling? That's a part of love. You know what I mean? So I I really think that is what it showed me about how much she was a part of my life and making sure that I was good, you know? Yeah. I would love to hear more about how you feel like your grandmother's influence has affected how you parent. She taught me about unconditional love. We should love people because they are humans. And I feel like we live in such a world where there's so much pain and lack of forgiveness and hate. There's so much judgment and love has to be earned. You know what I mean? Where I feel like just as human beings, we should just love one another. And so that is what I'm teaching my children. And My son actually stepped in front of a child who was being bullied, and he took the blow. Yeah. Stop. No. Stop it. Is this Cree? Cree. 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 Your little baby stepping in front of bullies? I know. But What happened? So basically, I guess, you know, Cree, they were playing at school, and we had to have been around maybe seven or eight years old. And something had ended up happening 
the friend that Cree was friends with, there was an altercation with some other kid, and Cree actually saw the kid, like, you know, wind up his fist to throw a punch. And so my son, he stepped in front of his friend, and, you know, he's okay. He was okay. But, you know, we were just very proud of our son that he made the choice to take the route of love. And that's why I feel like love is so important and instilling and teaching your kids at a young age what that is and how they know what that is, is through observation. So I am so grateful that my grandmother was a doer Mm -hmm. of love. That's incredible. Did your kids get a chance to hang out with grandma? They did. Or great-grandma? They did. That was one of my grandmother's last dying wishes because she did have cancer, but it progressed pretty fast. And her request was definitely to spend some time with the kids. She hadn't seen Cairo because Cairo was a baby when she passed. And I will never forget we put Cairo right next to her. And she was in and out of consciousness. But when she saw Cairo, everybody was like, whoa, because you could tell that she she knew, you know what I mean, that that was Cairo and Cree and just all of the grandkids. She wanted to be surrounded by her grandkids. Yeah. Where did your grandmother get that unconditional love? I feel like she made a choice to be different from what her upbringing was and what she kind of experienced. My grandmother, she had a rough life. She had 10 kids. She had gone through several situations in her life that tested her strength. But again, she always looked to the hills. And what she means by that is know that God always has your back. Know that whatever you believe in, whether it's the universe, whether it's energy or whatever, that trust the process, trust your journey. Everything will eventually be okay if you just look to the hills. And what she also meant by that was like, look where your help comes from, Hmm. right? So focus on the positive. Focus on the people that are supporting you whenever you're frustrated or you're overwhelmed or you're depressed. Like, look to your loved ones. And she taught me just always to have faith. Like, no matter what situation she was in, she always knew that whatever was happening was happening for the good. You know, you're going to be on the other side and that it's okay. And you have the strength and you could do this. Yeah. She grew up with her spirit probably tested many, many times. So for me, when grandma's testing your boyfriend, Corey, at the time, fair. You know what I mean? Fair. Yeah. Fair. Look at grandma's, grandma's seen some stuff, okay? She has the right to test. She's, she's the queen. <laughs> she's the queen. When you like that, when you wearing that crown, yeah. she calls the shots. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what, though? Back to what you said, she's earned it. You know what yes. I mean? Like, she's she's earned her place. She's gone through a lot of stuff. So she's like, I want to make sure that my granddaughter don't go through the same thing. Let me just go ahead and just, you know, <laughs> test the spirit by the spirit to make sure that she good and she okay. Well, that makes me so happy because you ended up marrying him. Yeah. 
Grandma helped it out. She did. She did. She approved. Like I said, if she approved, who cares what anybody else says? Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> you. Ugly. Are we sure that story didn't come from Sister Sister? It's basically a scene from a sitcom. We don't always recognize them for it, but our elders are funny. And Tia's grandma wasn't being so direct for no reason. She knew what she was doing. She was cut into the chase for both Tia's sake and Corey's. And honestly, it's been a young adult lifelong quest to figure out how I can bring that DGAF energy to my life now. I don't want to wait for that power. I mean, I did use that on the last guy I dated. It was May of her holy year of the pandemic, and we met on a dating app. And for the first time, I decided to be extra blunt, extra early. I I just told him everything that makes me happy. And fast forward to August 2021. We got engaged! (laughs) Yeah, shout out to my Corey. Yes, my guy's name is also Corey. Thank you, Tia. And you know, I love that Tia's grandma lives on as the matriarch of the family through the lessons that Tia is teaching her kids. That's the amazing thing about the way love can be passed down through generations. You might not even know where it started, but the choices our ancestors made paved the way for the lives we lead now. We are the result of their bravery and their love. Through It is an original podcast created in partnership with MailChimp and Pineapple Street Studios. Executive producers for Going Through It are Jayanne Berry, Jenna Weiss-Berman, and Max Linsky. Our managing producer is Agarenish Ashagre. This season is produced by the all-star team of Sophia Steiner-Evoy, Emerald O'Brien, and Yinka Rickford-Anguin. And we're edited by the irreplaceable Aaron Edwards. We're engineered to perfection or very close to it by Davey Sumner. Our theme music was produced by Raj Makija. Dawood Anthony also produced original music for this season with additional tunes from Epidemic Sound and Blue Dot Sessions. Legal services for Pineapple Street by Bianca Grimshaw at Granderson Des Rochers. Extra special thanks to Himia Freeman for his support on this production. And of course, the biggest thanks to my own elders for everything and for being the inspiration behind the show. Mom, Dad, Margaret Cho, Tracy Katokiriyama, Keiko Agena, Tim Sams, Gina Lugong, Quan Fung, Michelle Ko, and so many more. And thanks in general to my loud-ass partner, Corey Higgs, for staying quiet in the house for me. And thank you for listening.